Hello, Solving Water listeners. I'm your host, Amanda Holloway, and I'm recording live from REACH 2021 in New Orleans. This marks my first REACH attendance, and I'm excited for the opportunity to bring you lots of great new content from our census business. So what is REACH? The Xylem REACH conference brings together utility professionals from across the globe to connect, learn, and grow around the challenges and opportunities they face every day. And while the title of this podcast is Solving Water, We'll have the pleasure of talking with experts from across the wide range of industries we serve in addition to water, including the gas and electric markets. You'll hear from our own people about the work we're doing to enable our customers and partners to advance their customer experience, join the shift toward digital transformation, and save operational labor and energy costs, as well as reduce environmental impact. The conference features sessions that look ahead to how we can not only upgrade existing infrastructure, but enhance processes and future-proof them as resiliency remains a critical priority for communities around the world. I hope you enjoy this series as much as I enjoyed interviewing these leaders and learned something valuable along the way. Welcome to REACH 2021. I'm here in New Orleans. Welcome Marcelo Kusakovich. He is the product manager for drinking water optimization solutions at Xylem. Welcome. Hi, nice to be here. So how's the show going for you so far? So far so good. I've attended a couple of sessions uh, on digital solutions, which is the, the focus of what I do at Xylem. And uh, very, very good so far. Do you have uh, like specific goals or things you come into the conference with wanting to accomplish? Yeah, I, I have a, a motive to be here, which is to present a case study and a uh, activities that we've been doing with uh, the city of Nashville, Tennessee, and to the, the census audience. I am not part of census. I'm part of digital solutions. So I want to also make that link between census and the digital solutions group. Uh, so we can talk about how that ties all together in what you know some people call the smart water journey. That sounds great. I mean, can you tell us a little bit more about what type of work we're doing with Nashville? Yeah, so digital solutions or digital intelligence solutions is the name of the, the division. Among the software products that we have, there's something that is not in the market right now that is about to go in the market called water network optimization. And we've been engaged with the Nashville utility for about two years, maybe a little bit longer than that, actually before I joined Xylem, in developing the solution that will help operators better manage, make better decisions, and better manage the distribution network. What we found is that there's a lot of tools for engineers, for modelers, for very technical people. And what we set out to build was something that is uh, very user-friendly and that can provide 24-7 predictions of water age and water pressure throughout their network, which is something they don't have visibility to today. What was the impetus to develop this? Was it Water Optimization Network? Water, water network optimization. Oh. Yes. The, the impetus is, and this predates me again, many years of work around finding better ways to deliver water to consumers. And by better, I mean things like, you know, lowering the cost of distributing that water so that either utilities can have a, a better financial standing or performance or, you know, more accessible water for everybody in their community. And doing that while at the same time maintaining the level of service 
expected, right? You expect some pressure, you expect your water to be clean and, and to taste well and, and not have any funny odors. So all those things have to be balanced against trying to deliver the water in the way in a way that is reliable and consistent for, for those communities. So how did Nashville become sort of the pilot project for this? It's a great story. It was something that a company that Silent acquired years ago, a few years ago called City Logics was working on this from a very academic perspective and trying to make it into something that uh, utilities can adopt under the, the direction of Professor Jim Huber. One of the lead engineers in Nashville had a very similar idea where he felt that their operators were making decisions without clarity, without access to good real-time data. What I'm told is that a, at a conference or a similar event like this, not, not a REACH conference, but a, at another event, they met and discussions went forward and before you knew it, you know, there was a, uh, a contract and an engagement, and we've co-developed a lot of this solution that we're hoping to have out in the market for everybody, you know, early next year. You mentioned earlier the link between census and the digital solution. So what are some of the things that you want people to know about that? Yeah, so without getting too far into the, the weeds here about the technology behind all of this, I mentioned that WNO, we call it, you know, uh, water network optimization, is among other things something that allows utilities to manage pressure and water age, which leads to water quality and understanding sources of water. So all these things I'm going to talk about in, in a presentation here at REACH tomorrow, one of the aspects of that that makes us very powerful is having access to pressure data, which we can obtain via census sensors and the FlexNet networking. So for utilities that have FlexNet, this would be uh, an easy step. And also having billing data, something that shows what the consumption is, is critical. So if you have something like an emergency and you want to understand how the network is performing, well, knowing the, the consumption patterns and the expected uh, demand for water within a community is critical. So some of the aspects that, that I mentioned before, you know, being able to deliver water for a lower cost, well, it has to be the right amount of water, and we want to know that, or we want to know how we're uh, modeling or predicting the water consumption, and census data is one of the, the things that can help us better predict that water demand, which allows us to then figure out how to deliver that water in a more efficient way. What other projects are you working on aside from this rollout of the water? Yeah, let me let me step back a little, and I'll, I'll tell you where we're at right now. So so the city of Nashville and with a few additional utilities out there, we are at the point that we've deployed is something called real-time monitoring. So you have access to pressure data, both measured as well as predicted throughout the network, uh, water age, and a few other parameters like chlorine residuals and you know, water quality parameters. And we're actively working now on the census integration so that we can start using the FlexNet data that can be provided starting that work. And we're also working with another utility in uh, the energy optimization piece. So this is where we try to take all the information about the network, including how much water is needed, where, and the pressure that needs to be maintained, the quality of the water, and try to balance the pumping operations. So deciding when to turn things on and off at what times, because it has a big impact on the cost of delivering the water. In fact, most of the cost of delivering the water is pumping it. So, you know, utilities have rates that are different at different times of the day. They have penalties that they can incur if they exceed a certain amount of energy consumption. So optimizing for all of that in doing it at a network-wide approach is quite innovative and uh, it's something that, you know, we're looking forward to providing to utilities, you know, in 2022. So those are the, the two active engagements that we have right now from a development standpoint. You mentioned this term a couple times while you're talking with me and it's the first time I've heard it. So I was just curious 
curious if you could expand on that a little bit. And that's water age. Water so age, what yeah. does that mean to a customer? Yeah, sometimes you forget that not everybody's in the industry. And, and I'm fairly new, new to the industry. So if you think about water age, it's, it's exactly what it means is how, how old is your water. So the age starts at the moment that the water is exiting a water treatment plant. So it gets treated. Let's say they get water from a well or from whatever source. There's a treatment process that makes sure the water meets quality standards, safety standards. They add chlorine. They add a, a whole bunch of processing to the water. So that's time zero. That's when the water starts. The chlorine and some of the in the chemistry of the water decays and changes as the water goes through the lines, you know, from the processing plant all the way to your house. So if you get water that is, you know, if it takes more than three or four days to get to your house, you're starting to get borderline quality water. Uh, think about that the water doesn't go directly from the plant to your house. It goes to a storage tank, perhaps, in your neighborhood. That has to get filled up, and then that gets emptied out as you you use the water throughout the day. So water age is a proxy for water quality. The older the water, the worse it's gonna be. And there's certain quality standards that all utilities have to abide by. And that being one of them, that your water gets to your house with enough chlorine so that it's safe to drink, but not so much that it's unpleasant. Uh, and that's why it's, it's important to understand water age. There's no water age meter out there. Is something that we calculate based on all the hydraulic behavior that the network has. What do you see are, as some of the biggest challenges that you have to navigate in your role? Whenever you're dealing with innovative technology, you have a curve of people that accept new technology differently. So right now, this is innovative. We are looking at working with early adopters of technology, utilities that are in the forefront that want to innovate and want to provide, that want to improve their operations, I should say, and that are willing to take on new technology to do that. Because this is like hot off the press. These are, these are things that we're doing with very academic type work and we're trying to make it into something that can be turned into a product that people can use. So some of the challenges are that is finding the utilities with the um, desire to participate in technology development and innovation. I would say that's probably the biggest challenge right now. Uh, we are finding a lot of utilities very willing to work with us, but there's a lot, but I would say, you know, it's probably a small number within the, the universe here. Just based on my experience, I come from the water side of the business, so learning about some of the other verticals that we participate in and just how their adoption of new technology is seemingly much faster than the water side. And I just am curious if you have thoughts about what are those barriers? Where's that reluctance coming from? I think it's coming from a number of places. I had a prior life in semiconductors, which is some 20 years ago where I would say a lot of this technology or this this way of doing smart networks and smart water uh, are things that have been done in other industries and water has been very slow to adopt. Part of it is safety. It, it's the, the amount of regulation that is necessary. As you can imagine, any accident has to do with the quality of the water can be a big disaster, right? So rightly so, there's a lot of safeguards around it. It has the effect of having to be cautious about things having to be very, very secure about what you do. So for example, the solutions that we are working with are solutions that provide guidance and visibility to operators, but they don't actually manage the equipment itself, right? There's always a human in the middle that will make those decisions, at least for the time being. So, you know, the, the same regulations that keep us safe also it makes us conservative when it comes to taking those risks. But as a water consumer, 
I appreciate that. Anything else you want to say about you know what you're working on, what you do for Xylem, or this uh, water network optimization? Well, I would just say from a personal standpoint, is this is uh, one of my probably one of my favorite jobs that I've had. Very enjoyable to work in something where I can see the benefit that consumers will have. I work with great people. Salem has a fantastic team of people working on these types of, of solutions, and it's it's just very exciting to be able to talk about it and you know with the the podcast listeners as well as the reach crowd here that's awesome i do have a final question for you and maybe you've already answered it but what's the most important thing you've learned in the water business so far i don't know if it's a single thing but it's perhaps a revelation of how much of this is taken for granted as a consumer the water just shows up at your house you open the faucet and it's there it's it's clean and you can drink it you can do whatever you you do with it and how little people know of what goes on behind the scene how complex it is to get you that water and just to go a little further and into what gets me excited is thinking about other places where water is not as readily available and how what we do here can hopefully lower cost or at least in, in my line of, of what I'm doing for Salem, lowering those costs of distributing water maybe can help some of the other communities that may not have that readily that water ready access make it a little easier for that as well. You just learned so much more than you ever thought was there to learn about water and you know we're still learning. You know all this is going on behind the scenes underground and all over the place you know it's it's, it's uh, easy to take it for granted till there's a problem and you know sort of kudos to the utilities because rarely ever I have a problem with my water right so uh, that's uh, quite amazing well Marcelo I really appreciate you coming on the show we'll love to have you join us again in the future sure. I hope you have a great rest of your reach show and I know you have your presentation tomorrow so yeah good better luck get ready that. for it <laughs> thank you and uh, we'll talk again soon thank you for having me And a big thank you to our Solving Water audience for being here today. Please come back and join us for the next episode in the 2021 REACH series. More information can be found at the link in today's show notes. And please contact me at amanda.holloway at xylem.com or via LinkedIn with questions, feedback, or to be a guest on Solving Water.